We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome. And it is Friday. You know what that means. It's... Keith, I I think this is a first... You were muted. Oh, I was muted. You were muted. Front oh, office no. Friday. <laughs> we needed a redo. Oh, Stop man. the show. Oh, Brutal. the perils of, of live shows. Major fail on me, my part. I, I, I hope that's not a bad omen for how the rest of the show is, is going to go. <laughs> I muted it because I got a phone call right as like we were starting, and I thought it was I thought it was something and it wasn't, it was a stupid spam call. Um, um, but yeah, we'll blame it on them. Stupid spammers. That, that guy, uh, what's his name? Spam likely. He's yeah. so annoying. Yeah. He's so annoying. Um, like anyway, it's front office Friday. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do Remember, this. I have a ton of energy today. Just so you know, I am uh, fired up. Okay. Well then let's, let's keep that energy going because we can actually start with this we have an early trade to announce and it is indeed an early trade it's not even officially trade season yet and bizarrely one of the teams that's in the finals just made (laughs) a trade the denver nuggets and the oklahoma city thunder it is the thunder Picking up a 2029 first. There are protections on it. I haven't seen what the protections are, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, they've not, um, uh, those are not out there yet. Which is, is is extremely important for evaluating this trade. But um, and then on the Denver side, they're picking up a pair of second round picks and a late first, or what projects to be a late first, but that'll be coming next year. They get a second rounder this year, a second rounder next year, and a late first next year. The Thunder getting a 2029 first round pick, but there are protections on that pick. We'll have to wait and see exactly what those protections are. Kate, this is one of those trades that, number one, my first thought was, this is like five years from now. We're going to be saying, wait, how did the Thunder get that pick? Right? <laughs> like that's that's going to be where we're at five years from now. But this is also a move that I think just makes a lot of sense for both sides. Denver needing cost control contracts now while they're trying to win. And two second round picks, one late first. Essentially, I'm looking that at this as they got themselves three shots at finding a rotation player. If they find one rotation player with those three picks, they're feeling pretty good. If they find two, great, they're over the moon. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then, uh, and then for the Thunder, they have more picks than they can use. So why not kick the can down the road 
and perhaps get a pick that's significantly better than any of the three they gave up. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it's like a kind of like a reverse um uh like consolidation trade in a way. Normally you consolidate to like move up uh, mm-hmm. right away in a draft. This is like moving backwards right a little bit so so i think that is uh you know what one thing that is um you know kind of interesting but with this one the the pick uh the 24 first rounder that that the uh nuggets are going to get it is going to be the worst of okc houston the clippers and the jazz um and the jazz and houston picks somehow miraculously um these are all ended up being super high picks which i don't think they will be um the houston pick is already protected five through 30 in the jazz or sorry one through four okay. uh, and the jazz pick is protected one through ten so um that's probably not likely to come into play you know for the most part so uh yes yeah, sure. so they're, they're gonna get get a you know a first out of this and you know they, they ended up giving up one pick you know late which if you're okc you're betting by 2029, the Jokic, Murray, uh, Porter, Core, I guess, Gordon, that all have probably broken up and moved along. Yeah, and that, that's what you're hoping for. And again, that's where the pick protections come in. If this winds up being like a top three protection, you're going, wow, okay, the the uh, Thunder could really have something here. If it comes back, if it's like top 18 protected, then you're like, well, why do they do this? You know, mm-hmm. so um, those protections are going to be extremely important on this pick. Yeah. But when you mentioned the teams that, the um that you're seeing them get the worst of that the the nuggets getting the worst of those those teams we talk about houston we talk about i, I look at it it's probably going to be the clippers pick uh-huh. but there's potential there and it obviously depends on maybe maybe james harden goes to houston but there's potential there for this pick some upside for it to maybe be somewhere in the teens if the clippers have a lot of injuries and things <laughs> like that and houston doesn't you know get going utah doesn't get going just yet there, maybe there's some upside there for the pick to be in the teens, but that's probably best case scenario for Denver. Yeah, and and the the on the protections part of it, um, yeah, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because, like we said, we don't already know. Um, but Denver already owes OKC a top five protected pick. Um, the earliest it could convey is in 2027 uh, because they have to deliver a pick to the Magic first, and then there are conditions that could roll that back and roll that back. So we'll see. My guess is that it's instead of protect protections, I wouldn't be surprised if this turns more into a um, conditions type thing on you know, hey, mm-hmm. if, if this doesn't go, this is what happens, and that sort of thing. Because that that 2027 pick is protected already through uh 2029. So yeah, it's oh. uh you know that is a, a a thing that's gonna have to get worked around. But those things often get rewritten as teams you know make trades um like, like this. We've seen you know teams can redo protections on trades. So but you know we're, my guess is we're not gonna have the final on this for a little bit yet. Yeah, and what it, I mean, just to put a bow on this, can you recall a team that is in the finals? Like we're in the thick of it. No. It's two one, making a trade like this. Yeah, no, because the only thing, if you're still playing, the only thing you can trade is draft picks. Uh, you you can't trade players until your season is over. Once your season's over, you can um you you can uh, go um uh, into um trading players as soon as your season's over mm-hmm. when as your season's still going you can trade draft picks those are always fair game and that's all that's uh moving hands here right now as far as we know this trade is draft picks i've seen a couple people say why would okc do this 
they just can't roster all these guys. They, yeah. they, they are basically out of roster spots. They've got kind of sort of one roster spot left, uh, you know, open right now going into next season. And they've got a first round pick already in this coming draft to add four more guys potentially is, you know, that's crazy. They work and open up four roster spots. So, so this is a way for them to kind of rebalance things a little bit, kind of kick the can down the road and go that way. So, you know, fun trade, you know, mm-hmm. like to your point, yeah, we're going to be, where did OKC get this pick from Denver again? And, you know, we're going to be going through all that stuff uh, later, you know, in, in the coming years here down the line. But, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think this also speaks to the reality of the new CBA where these late firsts and early seconds exactly. are, are going to become very valuable. Teams are going to need these cost-controlled contracts. And so I think this is Denver kind of getting ahead of the game a little bit um, in terms of, hey, we know we've got an expensive team. We need guys who can be role players on cost-controlled mm-hmm. deals. And that's exactly what you can get early in the second round, late in the first round. So I think those picks are going to only become more and more valuable here as we get into this new collective bargaining agreement. But um, like I said, if I'm looking at this from Denver, if you get out of those three picks, if you get one rotation player, you did pretty well. I mean, those are yep. these are not you know guaranteed hits here at all. But you get one rotation player, you did pretty well. If you get two... Yep. Out of those three, out of those three picks, you're over the moon. You did a fantastic job. So that's going to be the key for the Denver side in terms of value. It's can you get at least one rotation player out of those three picks? Yeah, and for the Nuggets, they're big. The the main guy they have to replace likely next season, it looks like will probably be Bruce Brown because he's mm-hmm. probably going to be priced out. Um, they 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 just they can't offer him more than maybe the taxpayer mid mid level, and that's probably even pushing it because they're going to be you know, right up near that super tax amount, um, you know, or just you know, re-signing him to a deal that's way under what he could get, even the uh, non-taxpayer MLE from another team. So that becomes the, the, the other challenge. So, so I think we're in a spot where we're going to see um, Denver kind of recycle a little bit through their rotation. Christian Brown's already in there. He'll be a major rotation piece. They're hopeful. Mm-hmm. Peyton Watson last year's other first rounder can step in and play minutes next year. So this is all part of the Nuggets trying to extend uh, this this uh, winning uh, window by having um, you know full folks in the uh, you know full folks uh, at the back end of the roster that are talented can step in and play. All right, let's get into one of our Super Chat questions. Syed said, what is Christian Wood's market value? L.A. native, is he a Laker? I'm looking at him as kind of a like a, a non-taxpayer or a full, whatever terminology you want to use, mid-level exception type guy. Um, I think that's pro- which is right about what his contract was for this past season. You just you got to be careful with what you're putting around. Not a great defensive player or anything, but he can get in there and put up points, and as a stretch big, that's going to have some value. So I'm thinking somewhere... The ceiling is probably a full mid-level, and the floor is probably like somewhere starting around nine million. That's my guess. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm guessing he'll still get full MLE I think uh, so offers from somebody, or he'll be part of the um, part of a sign and trade where Dallas sends him out and they they go get somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to know, and I'm just going to make this super simple for people because I know everybody's getting confused, and so are we on all the new what can you do, can't you do when you're a tax team and all these things. Um, we're in a spot, but I think um, what, what we're trying to sort through and figure out, I think the easiest way to note this is the taxpayer MLE of $5 million, if you're above the super tax, you can't use that. 
That is the only yeah. thing that comes into play right now. Being able to sign and trade players away, being able to aggregate players together in a trade, all those things, that's a next year thing. So you've got kind of one year of semi-normal amounts. So outside, you know, there's penalty, dollar penalty amounts, sure. actual uh, penalties that will come in, but that's that's a different thing entirely. So we're we're in a spot where it's um, you know, these are the big things to to know with this. So so Dallas could could put Christian Wood into a uh, sign and trade where they send him out to bring somebody in because that's you know that and that could get him paid you know 15 million a year or something like that if he was involved in a deal like that to bring in talent. Um, you know, no, but I mean, it here I could make the cheap joke, right? Yeah, they're gonna put him in a sign and trade for LeBron, right? I'm not gonna do that because right. you know that's not who I am. Um, but we already covered the LeBron thing in depth, but I think yeah, if it's an outright signing, it's the mid level amount. Is you know that's yeah. no no none of the cap space teams I think are going to be all over trying to sign Christian Woody doesn't necessarily make sense with any of them for anything more and that's that's kind of a fall because I think we thought going into this season he was going to come fit. away you know as a twenty million dollar player somewhere yeah. um, if not just resigning with the Mavs what what happened is that. How much of that is Christian Wood? How much? Because I've seen both arguments. I've seen it's Christian Wood. I've seen it's the Mavs coaching staff didn't use him correctly. How do you? Where do you fall? Yeah, probably a little bit of both. I think. I think his own play fell off from a very hot start to mm. the season. I don't think he adapted super well to coming off the bench. Um, and I think the Mavs at times misused him. I think they tried to play him at the four way too much. Um, and I think he's definitely a five. Um, so that's a, a challenge. Uh, you know, um, so Saeed says Chris, Christian Wood is a good defender. No, he is not no. a good defender. He's not a good defender at all. He can block shots occasionally as a help guy. Um, he's, he's got pretty super long arms. But yeah, but he's not it's he, he's not a good defender um he gets blown by and pick and roll he you know loses his man quite often away from the ball um so a little, a little messy on that end of the floor case, but, case um, point, just to give you the numbers behind it uh according to cleaning the glass christian wood on the defensive side of the floor was in the 25th percentile at his position <laughs> yeah. that is he's not very a good much very much not good 57th percentile on the offensive end so i mean per, solid there right offensively but the defense is not good yeah yeah, he he's really really good offensive player, and I I think better than what he even showed in Dallas because he can you know score, he can rebound, he can can shoot too, he can step out and hit jump shots. So you know, but yeah, I mean mid mid level is probably what he's looking at, and then you know I think that's probably a short term mid level signing. Of, yeah, let's pick the right place for a year, and then let's try to get back on track here and get back into maybe a bigger contract a, a year from now. What's the best place for him? Oh, that's a good question. Um, right. I mean, there's he could he's yeah. one of those guys who could just pop up on a random team somewhere that you weren't expecting, and like, hey, Christian yeah. Wood goes to, I don't know, whatever the Blazers or something for, you know, for for a uh, for the non-taxpayer. But th trying to find the right fit because so many teams look to their center to be a rim protector, to be a defensive presence. Sure. And that's not really what he is. Mm -hmm. So what, where do you put him? You know, it's this one might seem a little, a little odd. Um, and he was already there once, but Philadelphia could could make some sure. sense. Um, you know, I think um, you know, as 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 Embiid's backup, the challenge is, is he going to be okay with being a backup? Right. That's that's mm -hmm. the the thing. Uh, Phoenix as a you know depth option, especially if they moved on from Aiden. 
Uh, yeah. He becomes kind of interesting there. Um, yeah, it, it, it does get kind of kind of rough uh, pretty speaking, quick. Um, speaking of Phoenix and yeah. Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Ramona Shelburne has been kind of yeah. not whispering, but putting it like Phoenix as a landing spot for James Harden. James Harden. Yeah. How is how does that happen? How could you is that an Aiton trade? How do you get to that point? Hey, could that be Chris Paul goes back to the goes back to the uh to, to the Sixers? You know, and he kind of becomes so, the, the guy there, right? Is so like that, sign and trade Harden to the to the Suns? Yeah, or Harden just opts in um to, to next okay. year. That goes sense. right. You could do that because the sign and trade gets a little little it tricky for, for the Suns. Um but yeah, I mean, could could that be the direction? Yeah, or could it? It's not going to be Aiton direct because that doesn't make any sense. But you know, no, three team trade, the three team where yeah. Aiton goes some maybe to one of the cap space teams and then then go. I mean, Detroit likes centers, right? Send them to Detroit. They, they love. You know, they could use a <laughs> seventh center on the roster. Um, but yeah, no, I, I yeah, I'm not. You know, let's see. That's I'm very curious. You know, to see you know how that would come together. So I'm kind of kind of want it to happen just to see the construction of it i don't think it's going to be the way it goes i think it's houston or philly but i agree but if ramona's putting it out there there's something to it she's she doesn't just throw stuff against the wall for no reason i fear for frank bogle's sanity a defense first head (laughs) coach if it's james harden devin booker and kevin durant he's not the defender that he once was but he's you know he's been a really good defender but and ayton is going out i he he may just lose his mind if it, yeah right with, with that team's defense. Um, so anyway, I agree. I think that he goes Houston or, or Philly, but still, it's interesting to kind of keep in mind. Yeah, let's let's get into the CP of it all because I know I yeah, don't know if do we it. have any uh, super chats about him. I know we've got those poured in, and we will get to all of them. Yep. Um, but the Chris Paul, uh, yeah, we recorded a show when it was that they were going to waive him. We came back around to it and. Um, uh, or did not come back around to it because we did not do a show yesterday. Um, but basically the news now is the Suns are going to work through stuff, which is the right way for the Suns. See if you can trade them first. A uh, couple caveats there. Suns side, he counts as $15.8 million on their side. That's his mm-hmm. guaranteed amount. Um, for the team coming in, it's his full amount, the $30.8 million. Mm-hmm. That makes it really hard to make a trade happen. Um, now, you could maybe mess around with his guarantee amount. Um, that's certainly possible. They could guarantee him more uh, to make a trade you know, work on, on both sides. You could do something where, you know, you get him to push the guarantee date back because the team needs to be post, you know, the moratorium to open up cap space if that's the direction it wanted to go or something along those lines. But, you know, good on the Suns for saying, well, hold on, let's pump the brakes on. We're just straight waving this guy and let's see, see what we can do. But my guess is not what none of the reports other than Woj saying maybe they could re-sign him, mm-hmm. um, which then he kind of talked about that night on the finals. Uh, I think it was pregame on the finals yeah. stuff. That was still, even that seemed pretty lukewarm. So I think everybody is kind of leaning towards it's, it's, uh, this is done. This is done. Right. He, he, he's, he's finished in, uh, you know, finished in, um, Phoenix. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, I think the cat's out of the bag because here's, here's the problem, right? Like, I think the Suns talked to Chris Paul. I think they said, Hey, most likely we're going to be waving you on June 28th. Chris Paul went, forget that. I don't want to be waived on June 28th and then have suddenly teams are scrambling, trying to figure out if they can add me or not Mm -hmm. do this now. So let's put this out there. So there's a little bit more pressure. So teams know what's going on, all that kind of stuff. 
And so there's a little more pressure to get this done. Uh, and then the Suns went, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Because <laughs> as soon as the cat's out of the bag, nobody's trading for him anymore, right? Everybody's yeah. going to say, well, I'll I'll sign him to a veteran minimum as soon as you wave him. Why would I give you anything for him if you're just going to put him out there on the free agent market? It, and I don't know for sure that he'll sign for a vet minimum. Maybe it'll be more than that. Maybe it'll be the taxpayer, but I know there's some offset in there. Maybe it'll be a full mid-level, uh, but he's not really going to get all of that money because of that offset um, with his son's contract. But still, I, I think this is Phoenix doing everything they can to try to walk it back and go, wait, you know, let's let's just hold our horses and see if something happens. But look, as we all know, Minnesota just did this with Delvin Cook, right? And guess what? There was no trade. They wound up waving him. I still think that's where we wind up on June 28th. Chris Paul's just trying to get him to do it a little bit sooner uh, because, of course, he would because he wants more time to figure out where he wants to go. I also think if you're Chris Paul, you probably don't want to get traded. You'd rather be able to pick your next team um, and just get get waved. So I think that's kind of what's going on here. But I think also we ultimately land where he just gets waved and he'll he'll pick what his next team's going to be. Yeah, I think this started probably with a hey, if we waive you, will you take the minimum or you know slightly above it yeah. or whatever? Um, with, with that, I, I think it's um, I, I think it's uh, th- that that's probably how that started. And Chris Paul was probably like. No, how about you don't do that and I just stay for thirty point eight million. That's that might is my guess where things maybe started to go kind of sideways mm-hmm. uh, on this one. Um, you know, with, with that, I think uh, you know. So so we'll see. Right, more more to come. We've got uh, nineteen days until he'll hit his guarantee date. So something will will happen between. I'm going to say between now and probably the draft. Um, yeah. there. Um, and, and we'll get there. So. All right, you want to All start right. diving into super chats? Because man, yeah, let, let's do this one. Do coaches? This one's a quick one. Do coaches' salaries affect cap space? And then, what are y'all's favorite basketball podcasts? So, uh, no, coaches' salaries NBA do not affect NBA front office show. Caps, yes, uh, my favorite basketball podcast is the NBA front office show, and it, and it, you should tell all your friends about yes. that show as well. It's a it's a good one. Um, I don't know, like Low Post, I listen to, of course, Windhorse mm-hmm. Podcast, uh, Hoop Collective, I listen to that one. I listen to a lot of different ones depending on what's going on. Woj's Podcast, um, JJ Reddick's Old Man and the Three. Th- those are just some of the ones off the top of my head. Mark Stein and Chris Haynes Podcast. Um, those are some of the main ones that I listen to. Keith, do you have any that are different than than what I just named? Yeah, Dunked On for me. It, okay, it sure. feels like it's yeah. a podcast that's made for me because um, it's all the, the stuff I love most um, with, with this. But, um, you know, because I know people think of them talking just, you know, salary cap stuff, but they, they break down games. They do in-depth mm-hmm. game uh, breakdowns too. So I love I love that one. But, yeah, I mean, I think you hit on all the other ones. The Low Post is, is always a favorite of mine. I'll tend to, in the other ones, I'll float in and out depending on who the guests are. Um, like, I, like, like, because I'm so interested in the salary cap, I'll listen to Bobby Marks on any um, yeah. uh, podcast that he's on. Like, I'm gonna jump in and give give that a listen. Like, he did a a thing with um, I, I think it was him that was on the Ryan Rosillo show, um, there. So if Eric Pincus shows up on a podcast, I'm probably gonna listen because you know he does a lot of salary cap stuff. Um, and really does a nice job breaking it down into very you know, easily understandable things so so yeah so i i like all that stuff um do you ever get sick of of basketball like and i mean not obviously this is what we do so it's not like you're just going god i'm just done with basketball but you get a point where you're like i need to listen to something else yes for a little bit you hit yeah. that 
I do. Yeah, I do. I do. Once in a while. Yeah. What's your go-to one when that happens? Honestly, I go to fantasy football podcasts mostly. Okay. Which is which is interesting. I go to like fantasy footballers. I go to um, there's a Dynasty Nerds podcast that I'll listen to. There's a, a number of different ones um, that I like, but I'll go to fantasy football podcasts because um, I'm starting to you know the thought process is start the wheels are starting to spin sure. in starting to spin as far as drafts this coming season and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, I also will just I'll just listen to music, right? Like that's the other thing that I'll go to is just uh, straight music. So it's either it's it's a sports podcast, no matter what. Basically, um, I don't get into like the true crime stuff or anything like that. Uh, sure. Or, or I'll just I'll just put on Spotify and I'll listen to to music. Yeah, I'll do. I do music when I write. I can't listen to a podcast when I write because no, yeah, yeah, that's hard. Going on there. Um, so I always listen to music when I write. There's always something going on. Every once in a while get into like i want to listen to it like recently it's been and i'm not sure why but i listen to the beastie boys a lot when i've been writing i'm not really yeah i love the beastie boys they're like my all-time favorites but um not not always the best to write to i was gonna Um, say that would be hard to write to i would yeah it, it depends on like kind of what i'm doing right um with that if it's like a little more like i gotta really dial in then i'm then i'll throw on the headspace app they have a bunch mm. of different like focus music on there that I like. Um, podcasts that I like though. Um, the Ringerverse podcast, love that. Um, I never miss an episode of that one unless it's unless they're talking a topic that I truly don't have any interest in. Like, like not anything against the TV show Doctor Who, but mm. like forty plus seasons of a show, like I can't do. Yeah, like you can't catch up. Yeah, and like I just don't. That's not a thing. Thing I'm interested in. Um, so I don't. I didn't listen to those ones, but I listen to anything when they're talking Marvel or Star Wars yeah. or any of that stuff. Um, I do uh, Fat Man Beyond, which is Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin's uh, podcast. Oh, okay. Um, they they that's generally every week. Um, where they talk about just all like all nerd stuff, right? It's a lot of a lot of the same stuff at the Ringerverse, but they're they're more talking news and stuff and not like show and movie breakdowns. I'm all that. And then the other two, if if I really need something, the WTF podcast with Mark Marin. Um, mm-hmm. depending on who he's interviewing. Um, if I it's somebody I really am a fan of, I'll listen to it. Um, Denise get like thousands of episodes you can download um and pull from. And then the stupidest thing I listen to, but it's so much fun, is I listen to this uh podcast called drunks and dragons which is a bunch of people get drunk and play dungeons and dragons um and it's absolutely as dumb as it's no idea this existed yeah and it is really funny um i really really enjoy it so all uh, right yeah yeah so there there we go we we went way way out of bonds in that one we did we got your money worth that's that's all right here's a here's another one though it says just want to say i love keith he needs some (laughs) respect on his name buy a beer on me keith are you a beer drinker keith I don't. I don't drink at all, actually. No, I, I used to, but I don't anymore. Okay. Well, and I'm trying not to drink my calories anymore. I'm trying to trying to keep my uh, calorie intake to to food. I'm I'm working on uh, losing a little bit of weight. I'm down about twenty three pounds, I think, at Damn. the beginning of this week. So yeah, Good so I'm working. Work. I'm trying. Well done. Thanks. Well done. Um, are are you sticking with that at summer league? The like working out or not drinking, not drinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll stick with okay. that drink through summer. Like, yeah. I haven't, I have not I haven't had any alcohol in years. Like, like wow, probably okay. definitely since before my daughter was born and All she right. just turned 13. So we know who's driving. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Yeah. The Uber <laughs> people. I'm not driving. Unless crazy. 
<laughs> we're gonna bring the Lakers Nation mobile out there though. Be okay, there we go. <laughs> uh syed said thought only eliminated teams trade please explain well we did just just explain yeah. that so we won't rehash it but um but thank you for the, the, the super chat yeah. do appreciate yeah. that uh is ad a top five player if not what's your top 10 hmm. it's funny that it's like if he's not a top yeah. five you tell me your top 10 yeah uh, but you paid so you're allowed to make demands i i would um, i yeah. would think top five no um but i'd say top 10 top 10 yeah probably i'd have to really sit down and make the list yeah yeah and i don't want to do that on the fly well Um, we'll do that though we'll that'll be a summer show um after things slow down we'll we'll do a show where we kind of go through and rank our top um 10 current current players or whatever i i think the problem for anthony davis is his offense was so kind of hit or miss there was the roller coaster ride there And that's what people expect out of like a top 10, top five, whatever you want to call him player is the offense. And so how good he was defensively got not totally overlooked or anything, but it doesn't seem to matter as much if you're a great defender as if you're a great offensive player in terms of where you are in, in, in people's minds for the ranking. So that's always yeah, something I'll ding him for availability reasons too. Uh, absolutely. Like for that, sure. That's you have a to huge one for me. Yeah. That's you why have I'd to. have Kawhi probably lower than some other pe- people would. Cause if you took those out of the mix, those two guys are probably right there for the top five. And I wouldn't have either one of them. In my- We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Top five. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, here's a question coming from from Lakers Nation. It said Bruce Barnes said Keith in Trevor's last video on Lakers Nation. Uh, this was the one that posted the podcast that posted earlier this morning. Uh, I said if either Brooke Lopez or Kyrie Irving, which is this is not reality at all, said they'd sign for the mid level, he'd give them a pen instantly. Which would you choose if both guys said I would sign for the mid level? I mean Kyrie, because he's a far better player. Sure. Um you know, oddly enough, you can make a case that the Lakers would be better off 
Woodbrook Lopez because they, yeah. they have other guard options and they don't really have another center option that's super realistic and certainly not one at the level of Brooke Lopez, but it's it's Kyrie. I mean, that'd be, you know, that'd be the be instantly the and I'm not even a huge Kyrie guy, mm-hmm. and that'd be instantly the best contract in the NBA, not even close. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was I was explaining why Kyrie to the Lakers is not very likely to happen because of the cap situation sure. and, and the money he would cost. And I said, look, you know, I get people messaging me all the time. Well, but if Kyrie took a pay cut and he was willing to play for 12 million, you're talking about 12 million instead of what? 45, 46, 40, yeah, million? Yeah, like almost 47. Yeah. It's, it's easy for us to say that because in our minds, we're like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's more money than 99.9% right. of us are ever going to see. Right. So it's easy for us to go, Oh yeah. Play for 12 million instead of 46 million or whatever it is. But that was where I made the point. Like, if Kyrie said for an instant, I, okay, I'll play for the mid-level. Here's a pen. Lock the doors. No one let him out of this room. Sign this right now. The Andre Jordan style, thing, right? You, you're putting barricade the, chair in front the door. Of the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and same thing for Brooke Lopez. I have a lot of people saying, "Oh, just use your mid-level on Brooke Lopez. Why would you? Why would you not?" Because I don't think he's signing for that. He yeah. was the Defensive yeah. Player of the Year candidate. He made yeah. 13 last year. He's probably going to get a pay raise this next summer. Um, or this summer, I should say. So, yeah, again, if Brooke Lopez said, hey, I'll come back to L.A. for a mid-level, here's a pen. Let's sign it right now, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just – I think it's kind of funny you know, when we look at it that way. You get into a spot where it becomes – you know, with, with, with Kyrie, if anybody was ever going to take a 75% pay cut, which is effectively what he'd do over what he could make, mm-hmm. I would – Yo, it would probably be him, but I don't think he's going to. And and there's been a lot of subsequent reporting that has come out. I think Chris Haynes has been been pretty on this part of the story. Is Kyrie's happy in Dallas and doesn't really want to leave Dallas. Now, I don't believe that happiness will last. Kyrie was happy in Boston. Kyrie was happy in Brooklyn. He was happy in Cleveland once upon a time. And none of those things lasted. So, you know, it is what it is with that. But, yeah. All right. Mission 86 said, hi, can you estimate how many midsize young veteran fair shooting high IQ ball handlers are expected to be available this offseason for around 20 million? Trevor probably knows where I'm going with this. I'm assuming this is a A D'Angelo Russell thing. Double sign and trade kind of thing. Uh, Let me pull up my free agent rankings. And if anybody wants to follow along, you can see over on spot track, all of our free agent rankings are updated. You can pick by position. Um, I'm going to put it up on the screen here for everybody so we can see it because this is a fantastic tool and I've been using this on a daily basis here. Thanks. So let me put that up right now and we can kind of walk through this together. Yeah. All right. So here we and go. Then, so, uh, sort it to if you haven't sorted to guards. To guards. Then do you go uh, positions? I I usually when I'm doing this, I usually filter out the restricted free agents. That's, yeah, that's, that's my that's my yeah. the way I do yeah. it. But well, let's leave it as is for right now. Um, and then if you um, oh these are their these are the okay yeah we're in the right free agents. Mm-hmm. And then if you sort. By oh, we won't sort them that way by guards. It's going to sort them by position, but that's fine. I can sort um, it by point guard if you'd rather. But... Yeah, if you sort it by point guard, then you can. Then it should should auto sort by rank. Yeah, nice. there we go. This is the way I rank the the point guards, and these are all me too. Just in case anybody 
as a question of, you know, where I'm ranking them in this order um, on this. So, and a couple of these will get updated. We have not updated since the end of the regular season. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. Uh, all right. So Kyrie, no, Fred Van Vliet, no. Um, Beverly and Westbrook, we're not going to go there. So, I mean, that leaves you, you know, Gabe Vincent, you know, kind of. Right. Is, you know, because everybody the else. the other guy. Yeah. Is, is below that level on this side. Um, and somebody said it, Pat Bev at four. So here's where I get to with Patrick Beverly. The, the tears come first. He's a starter. He's been a starter for like a decade now. Um, he still started last season with you know all the teams he was on. He was a starter. Um, so that puts him ahead of the other guys because he's still a starting level guy. So that's that's just why. And I just if have you could that. if you could have Gabe Vincent or Patrick Beverly, teams are taking Gabe Vincent, right? Teams are taking Gabe Vincent, but Gabe Vincent is you know he's he'll move ahead of just when we do an update, which will come here in the next couple of days. Um, uh, he'll he'll move up this list because now he has been a starting. Uh, guy throughout the course of the you know end of the regular season of the playoffs, so mm-hmm. he'll move up on the list. He will end up being uh, probably uh, fourth behind uh, D'Lo. Okay. So anyway, that's not answering the question that was asked. Uh, Gabe Vincent's the only one of this group, and he'll make far less than twenty million. Yeah. So it's really just going to be D'Lo that's in that that price range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This summer, as far and as then as even far in as the shooting go. guard side. Um, there's really not all that many, you know, um, it's not a very deep part of it is it's not just like, Hey, why is D'Angelo Russell in this tier? It's, it's not a super deep free agent class. That's mm -hmm. part of it too here. And Austin Reeves will move up on this list too. He's now third. Um, Mm -hmm. so he'll get updated here, but that's, he's not in the mixer because he's already on the team. So for this one, you're kind of talking Karis LeVert, right? Yeah. That's probably it. Cause Josh Hart. Probably not. He doesn't fit the criteria, right? Because he's not a real ball handling playmaker kind of guy. Um, and I think that was the question. Jordan Clarkson for sure. Um, you know, fit, fits that bill. Um, Bruce Brown, kind of, sorta, uh, kind of mixes all of those things that mm-hmm. the question asked. But yeah, so it's hard, man. There's not a lot. I mean, if you're you're doing it, you're not doing it as a double sign and trade. It's going to be D low like sign and traded for someone who's already under contract. Right, would be my guess, and I don't even think that's the way it's going to go. Um, yeah, uh, agreed, agreed. I, I'm just seeing Jake Fisher just put out a piece on the Chris Paul situation. I'm looking to see if there's anything interesting. He's got Terry Rozier as a Suns target that the Suns are already looking at backup. That's been out there guard. since the trade deadline. Yeah, that's something that's been around for a while. But he's yeah. they're looking for other guards, but that their ideal outcome would be to bring back Chris Paul. But it's like you said, Did it seems you- like it's. Was that see Kevin O'Connor put um the Spurs as a team? I did. Chris Paul. That I was interesting. That's really interesting because they definitely need a point guard. Uh, they have Trey Jones as a restricted free agent, um, so that's going to be a really um mm-hmm. you know kind kind of a you know we'll see kind of situation there. So um, but yeah, man, I think um that becomes really uh. Uh, interesting to see where where could they go with with well, with Chris Paul because I think the idea there would be he helps Victor Wembanyama's transition right because he's going to get him in the right spot and get him the ball and get him set up and all those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's um here. Let me pull that. Yeah, let's get and... back in. 
You guys are coming with the super chats today. Yeah. Oh, Damian Lillard. This one said Damian Lillard to the Bucks, Middleton to the Hawks, and Trey to the Blazers. Yeah. No. Yeah. Who's saying no to that? that. I wouldn't. Right. I I wouldn't either. Yeah. Especially now, Middleton had another surgery on his knee uh, after the season. Yeah. Um, That just came out. So, yeah. No, I'd skip that. But the Hawks are one of the teams that are probably going to have to make some difficult decisions Mm -hmm. based on the new CBA. Yeah, they've got way too much long-term salary locked up, and and guys to sign like Anyeka Kongwu um, is is extension eligible this summer. So yeah, it's a real mess with that. Um, so is uh, are, are the Hawks in a situation where they they believe Trey Young and Dejounte Murray were going to work together? Do they need to split those guys up? I don't know. I mean, it it didn't work terribly. Like they they weren't weren't an awful team right they, they still made it to the playoffs i i i don't love it because mari's not very good off the ball like that's my only challenge with, with that one and trey mm-hmm. young didn't adapt into playing off the ball uh you know very well um when they had him so yeah i think they, they think you're probably you, you probably you know need to at least consider it and mari's another guy who needs to he'll need to be resigned next summer because yeah. uh, there's no way he's doing an extension. Even the expanded extension rules don't work for him. It's not enough money. So, yeah, I, I'd at least you know look at it. But the problem is you can't. How do you? I mean, it's a different front office that's in charge now. So they're not they're not necessarily undoing their own mistake. But man, you just gave up all those first round picks to go get Dejounte Murray. Like you know. So then, yeah, does it become Trey Young that you look at? I don't know. He's still still a superstar, and you know when you have one, it's hard to give him up. Ooh, Jake Fisher is is mentioning the Suns trading Chris Paul to the Lakers for D'Angelo Russell. Certainly possible. It's tight with said, Devin Booker. Remember that? Was, Su- yeah, and said the Suns tried to get Russell from the Wolves prior to the deadline. Yeah, yeah, he mm. oh, yeah. he is buddies with with Devin Booker. Uh, and that the was Lakers the other place are, he was going to go uh, before he went to the Warriors. Right? It was yeah. it was the Suns or the other ones there. So yeah. Lakers are said to be exploring similar sign and trade possibilities for Russell for LA and Phoenix losing Russell by free agency or waving Paul would sacrifice a 30 million salary slot that feels more precious when staring down a daunting new second tax apron Sigins aren't ones to make a whim that's why Phoenix and Paul have been gun discussing different alternatives okay that's interesting though that's something that they sure. are, are looking at potentially yep. uh, okay <laughs> He also puts a thing in there about Peyton Pritchard being a guy who could be uh, has several supporters in Phoenix's front office. So that's a boy. Talk about a range. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're all over the place. It's Terry Rozier and D'Angelo Russell and Peyton Pritchard and you know I don't know. It's yeah, very 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 interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is why you don't just wave him, right? Like this is why you didn't get waved the other day. Because you're you're going to look at all these options before you do something like that. For sure, for sure. All right, uh, Syed says, "Don't think LA attains Turner. How much is he worth?" So Miles Turner, I don't think so. Um, yeah, look, and Turner, how much is he worth? He's worth more now that he signed a new deal. I mean, it's a really good contract: twenty-one yeah. million this year, twenty million next year, and that's it. Um, yeah. it's a great deal, and I, I think he's worth a, a pretty healthy amount. Um, I don't see the Lakers being able to, particularly because all we've heard is that 
And I don't agree with this, but in the Lakers front office, there's uh, reportedly some split decisions on in terms of some seeing Turner as not a good fit next to Anthony Davis. Um, and so if that's the case, you're, you're probably not going to be willing to give up what Indiana wants. And Indiana hasn't exactly been the friendliest of teams with the Lakers in terms of trying to make deals. So you got to factor that in as well. And there's reason yeah. for it. I'm not trying to cast Indiana in a bad sure. light. There's reason for it, but that's something to factor in as well. Yeah. I mean, unless the Lakers are talking about both of those future first round picks, I just don't know what else they would have to send the Pacers. I don't know if you saw it, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, was doing a little like Twitter Q&A today because he said, long trip, what questions do you have? And mm-hmm. somebody said, hey, you said your goal was to do, you know, make all-star or whatever last year. You did what's your goal next year? And he answered one word answer, playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't know that they're going to sell Tyrese Halliburton on, hey, we got a couple of we guys after your, uh, you know, extension will even run out, yeah. you know, you happy with that? Like, let's go, you know? So yeah, I think, I don't, I just don't think there's a match there. Uh, Andrew said, can you explain the difference between non bird rights, early bird rights and bird rights? Well, yeah, it's years. That's the, yep. the first part of it. How many years that the player has been with the team, um, non bird, right? Well, Keith, I'll let, let you dive into it. You're, this is your, this is your wheeled house. Who's going to give me, oh, it. Well, you, you could give a more succinct explanation than <laughs> than I could, but I mean, non-bird rights, you can pay up basically 120% of the the previous year's salary. Now, I don't recall if, if that's changing in the new CBA. It though. is not. And somebody okay. asked, somebody said in there that they thought that changed. Um, that did not. It's the extension rules that changed. Um, but non-bird rights, 120%. You're right of the prior salary. Um, non-bird rights are anybody coming off a one-year contract. Early bird rights are two years with the same team. Um, and it's I, let me rephrase. It's not necessarily a one-year contract. It's it's after one season with the same playing team. Because yeah. you could do five one-year contracts and accrue uh, full bird rights that way. So non-bird rights coming off one year, 120% of the prior salary. Early bird rights get you um, after two years with the same team, 130% of the prior salary or – an amount MLE. over the average salary uh, in the NBA that ends up being essentially a little bit of a bump over the mid mid level yeah. exception with that. And then bird rights are after you've been with the team for three years, you get full bird rights and you can be paid all the way up to the maximum uh, yep. on uh, full bird rights. So that's and- the only place where that is different is a player coming off a rookie scale deal who's had their fourth year rookie scale option declined. Um, they technically have full bird rights, but they are capped at the amount of the declined option. Anybody yeah. else is all the way up to the max if you have full bird rights. All right. Uh, what's your best guess with trading pick three and Anthony Simons? So we know Dame wants Damian Lillard, wants the Blazers to make some win now moves. I think that it's going, and this is what we what he's been talking about, that if the Blazers don't trade the third pick, there's another conversation that could be coming. Um, I wonder what that does in terms of your, the third pick is a tricky spot. Like it's got value. There's no question, but if you're an opposing team and you're going to trade for three, you want to know, is it Miller? Is it Scoot? Right. And you're not going to know that just, just yet. So figuring out what the value is may come down to what the opposed, the, the team trading for that pick is, is looking for. Are you, 
if you're a team that's already set at point guard and you know it's Scoot that's going to be there, you're not going to be willing to give up nearly as much. Um, so that's something to look at too with that third pick. But nonetheless, I I ultimately think it's going to get moved. I just wonder if some of their leverage gets taken away by this knowledge that, hey, the Blazers, if they want to keep Dame and they want to keep him happy, they need to trade this pick. Yeah, I think it's... Um... I'm, I'm with you. I think it is going to get traded. I, I I don't think they're ready to move on from Dame. I don't think he really wants to get traded. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be let's you know let's do this package and let's go get something, um you know for for uh for for this and and you know let's build up around Simons is a nice piece of piece of salary matching um in that uh trade because he is at 20 something million this year i say mm-hmm. it's almost like 22 million um so that that's not like you're doing the third pick in a seven million dollar player right that gets straight 24 million actually uh for simon so you're you're definitely in a spot where you can do do some stuff with, with him and then you know then you probably move into let's resign jeremy grant um you know we've got some other nice players already under contract Whoever we get here for this pick, and that's how we move things forward. I think I think that's definitely what we're gonna see with Portland. I just who I no idea. Right. Yeah. Just they couldn't tell you. Yeah, they're gonna go after everybody and anybody that they can and hope that they can find a piece that's gonna help them win uh right now. Uh Mario asks, have you guys seen across the spider verse net yet? I have not. I have not I'm gonna have go you? further. I haven't even seen into the spider verse yet. I haven't is, seen the whole thing. I saw part yeah. of it. I haven't seen either one. It's on my list for this summer. It's it's one of those things that you know it'll happen sometime in mid to late July. I just haven't seen it yet. And I know uh, it's amazing. both of them just haven't seen it. Yes. Uh Rez asks, what's next for the Celtics? Brown trade? I don't think so. I, I don't think it's gonna be a Jalen Brown trade. We'll know on July first. Uh, at midnight, they can offer him that supermax, and if he says no, then it has to be be a be a trade mm-hmm. uh, consideration there. But I think it's um, you know, I think it's probably far more likely what we see is he signs. I think if anybody is going to get traded, it will be um, Malcolm Brogdon. I think he is the the guy who probably is most likely to get moved, um, uh, from the Celtics, and they not even know how likely that is. Um, it, it, it's super boring, but I will say this over and over again. It's always far more likely that there's no trade than a major trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a Jalen Brown trade. Yeah, uh, agreed. Agreed. I don't think it's going to be either, again, with the exception of if Jalen Brown says, nope, not interested in that, yeah. that yeah, super max deal, then it becomes, a, okay, well, yep. you're on the trade block. Uh, Justin said, is there a sense for what the Thunder are doing this offseason? They have to dip into the well of resources and make a splash at some point. Looking at you, Jalen Brown, maybe keep up the great work. Uh, The the Celtics aren't a team, though, that's going to ship off Jalen Brown for a ton of picks, and that's exactly what the Thunder have to offer is a bunch of picks. So it doesn't make sense from that perspective. But yeah, look, at at some point, they're going to turn these picks into players and off they go. You do have to keep SGA uh, happy. And so it wouldn't shock me if they made they're not going to throw caution to the wind and just throw everything uh, into a player right now. But if they made a few win now moves this summer, wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah. I, I, so what I said with the thunder is they basically have one roster spot to fill uh, this off season. And I would be, 
going all in and signing somebody, even if it's a big overpay, you know, if they decided, you know what, Brooke Lopez is our guy to let Chet Holmgren play the four and kind of let him learn from Lopez mm-hmm. on how to be a floor spacing five. Um, I'd pay him 25 million. I, it's more than what he's worth, but I'd give it to him just because, because one or two year overpay is not going to hurt you. I just don't think that's going to be how it plays out necessarily. I think they're going to go in a, um, you know, slightly different uh, uh, situation than, than that right now. So. Yeah. I do think the Thunder have, they've got a lot of possibilities but they're also not a team that has to fast forward things too much. I think if the Thunder stand pat, they're going to be good next year. They're mm-hmm. in the playoff mix firmly. Yeah. They're going to be an interesting team. If the right deal comes along to get a young player that can really fit with them, I could see them sacrificing some draft capital to do it. But they are—they don't have to be in a hurry with everything, with anything. They're already on the right tra- uh, trajectory. Yep. No reason to rush. Uh, Gian Mercado, do you think the Warriors will part with either Poole or Kaminga or both? Well, that's, I mean, when we look at the new CBA, the Warriors, the Clippers, clearly in the crosshairs for this new deal. And you look at it, I mean, given how many, how restrictive this is going to be to be into the super tax, you look at a guy like Poole and you look at his contract and you have to wonder, do the, does it behoove the Warriors now to just find a way to dump him? And can yeah. you even? That that may become a necessity if they want to keep Clay, Steph, Draymond. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to have both of them on the roster uh, very long. I think it will be one of the two. Kaminga, I would probably prioritize because he's younger and cheaper right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know where his extension conversation will go. And it seems like he should, in theory, be the Draymond replacement at some day. I am not by any means saying he will be as good as Draymond Green is. That's not even remotely where I'm going. Um, but but we'll see with that with Poole. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think a lot of the cap space teams could really use him. Um, he's somebody that I think Detroit should be making a play for. I think he'd fit in wonderfully there because you could start him. They need some extra scoring. Um, you can play him with Ivy and Cunningham both. And that's, you know, your goal is can we get those guys around, um, the, you know, Ivy and Cunningham and make it work? And you, you definitely can. So I, I would, um, you know, go go into that that direction if I was them. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't, you know, no guarantees that's how it would go. But I think Poole, good chance he's, he's the one who kind of gets moved on from, from the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could very well be the case. And I agree, if there's a way to hang on to a more cost-controlled guy like Kaminga, you probably should. But again, yeah. we had the news a couple of weeks ago that Kaminga is going to be traveling around to all the open runs trying to yeah. get teams <laughs> to trade for him by pulling a Jimmy Butler and beating up sure. on other NBA players in open runs. So yeah. we'll see what, what ultimately happens uh, there. Uh, Syed said, if Nas Reed is gone, so let's say he resigns with the Wolves, Plumlee stays with the Clippers, yeah, the big market, like in the last few years, I felt like whatever, you don't need to spend on a center. There's so many guys out there that are all kind of about the same that you, whoever you get with the veteran minimum, you're going to be, it's just fine. You know, you're not getting a guy where you're just saying, hey, this is our locked in starter. But in terms of a backup big to play 10 minutes or whatever, there were a lot of guys out there. I look at the depth of this year's free agent class, particularly at the, at the center position. It's not a lot. And I'll pull it up here in just a second. It's, there's not much to really look at. And I think he's right. If, if Nas Reed is gone, if uh, Plumlee's gone, uh, what what do you do? Yeah, I mean, 
because all right, so if if that's the level you're thinking is down there, that takes Lopez, Vooch, and Pertle and Wood all off the board. Right. Right. Because you're not getting these guys for a, a mid level, right? Except maybe for maybe Wood. Christian Wood. Yeah. Uh the other three, you're definitely not. Yeah. Troy Powell, maybe, right? Not sure. terrible. Um, the guy I like, he's barely on the screen there in the bottom. Drew Eubanks. Drew Eubanks. I like Drew Eubanks, man. He can block shots. He rebounds. He doesn't try to do anything he can't do, which is yep. pretty much dunk and lay the ball in. Um, you know, he just knows how to play. He's always kind of in the right spots. Um, he'd be somebody I would take a look at because I assume this was for the Lakers. Um, you know, I, that he, he's definitely somebody I would consider. I mean, Thomas Bryant, we kind of been there, done that. That didn't really work out twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Drummond, <laughs> been there, done what, that. What, um, what, what's going to happen? He's He's got over $3 million next season. Yeah, it, it, there was reporting from Casey Johnson who covers the Bulls that he sounds like he's planning on, on opting in. I figured he would. So, yeah, because I mean that's that's a just a little bit more than he'd get on a on a minimum. Jock Landale is a pretty good player. You know, you could could take a look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, then you're down into. I mean, these are all minimum. Blake Griffin, Xavier Tim. So let me let me ask you: Are there any of these guys that you would be willing to do? Like, let's say, draw a line at Nas Reed. So we're talking Dwight Powell, Thomas Bryant, Andre Drummond, Mike Muscala, Drew Eubanks, Jock Landale, Bismack Biombo. Are there any of those guys you'd be willing to do more than a veteran minimum? We're talking like a biannual exception or something like that for any of these guys. Yeah, I would on Eubanks. I, mm-hmm. I really think he's pretty good. You know, if you could even get him for, you know, yeah, four million of your non-taxpayer. If you broke that up into sure. a couple different players, Muscala too, but I think Boston's just going to pick up his team option um, and we'll keep him. So I think that's the, the little bit of the challenge there uh, with him. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, that's kind of it. I I wouldn't be you know jumping at giving a lot of those guys much more than that. Yeah, it's it's really not a maybe Chimezi too. Yeah, it's he's interesting. Yeah. Went to USC, too, so semi-local connection. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Well, and here's this is a, a good point here. Grape Ape said, um, this is a cartoon from way back in the day, said uh, every <laughs> team chat on every platform wants Nas Reed and thinks yeah. they can pay whatever they uh, got, even though everyone wants him. Yeah, but the reason why everyone wants, part of it is I, I like Nas Reed. He's good. But part of the reason why everyone wants him, it's because of the center market, because you're looking at it going, okay, we can't afford, if all you have is a mid-level, and you can't afford Brooke Lopez, you can't afford Vucevic, right? You can't afford any of those guys. There isn't anybody else. 
right? It's it's Nas Reed and nobody. A great year to be Nas Reed <laughs> because you're going to have plenty of options. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know going to be there, and then he can always go back to Minnesota and say, "You want to sure. beat this?" Because you know, let's go if you do, because they have full bird rights on him, so they can kind of do whatever they want to do. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah, he's in a great, great, great spot yeah. uh, to make some stuff here. Hey, I want to go to a couple that that were asked uh, earlier because I think sure. they're interesting. Um, Mahalio Stojanovic asked, um, or or Mahalo Stojanovic. I don't know. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. How much can Nuggets offer starting salary to Bruce Brown as 125 percent of the current deal, or did that change? That's what I was kind of referencing um, there. This was a while back, Trevor. So don't even bother trying to find it. Sure. Um, it was uh, that's it's 120 percent. Right. If he opts out, because he'll have his so like non bird seven so, mil or somewhere. Yeah, it's a little over seven million that they can okay. offer him. So probably not enough. Yeah. Uh Tam, the pessimist, always here hanging out. Um, a random weird question. You guys have been here for a long time. Do you have your biggest news break moment in social media? Perhaps you guys be the first ones to report something. Uh for me, I think it's it's definitely gonna be the Andrew Wiggins extension last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was was uh, you know, I would I was the first one to get that he had extended out there. So I don't know that I'll probably ever top that. Cause mainly for me, it's not what I want to do. Um, I yeah. report stuff, I get it. Um, but I don't chase news mostly because I like doing things like going to the movies and getting more than two hours of sleep at night and right. you know, going to my kids soccer game sometimes out in the middle of nowhere with no cell reception and that sort of stuff. And the guys who they do this, this is what they do. I mean, they, they, you know, live and breathe it. You can get um, profiles that have been done on Woj and Shams and Adam Schefter in the NFL and, you know, how they have multiple cell phones and extra batteries that they carry yeah. around and all sorts of stuff and how they you know, sleep for you know two to four hours a night. And it's just not what I want to do. I don't know how they look human on TV sleeping yeah, two to up, four hours a night. I would just be uh, like, I, I would just look like a zombie all the time. Um, but yeah, I've had a few things where I can't think of much that I've really broken in terms of news. There've been a few like little things here and there, but nothing big, certainly, but there've been a lot of things where I've known about it or I've heard about it, but never to the point. I, I am always terrified of reporting something and then it turns out it's not correct. You know, yeah. something, something like that, you know, and, and I'm not the, the person that's hearing something from five different people Correct. at the same time where I could say, okay, all these people are saying the same thing and nobody else has said anything about it at this point. And I know that these five people all know it. That's not, that's where I would feel comfortable, like putting something out there. Instead, I'm hearing stuff from one or two people, you know, and then it's kind of, well, do I really want to put this out there or not? And usually by then somebody's, you know, one of the big news breakers has had something on it. So I don't tend to break a a lot of news or anything like that because, you know, it's not, again, it's not really my thing, not really the the world that I walk in. And like he said, there's some, there's pros and cons to it for sure. There's definitely a high demand for that kind of stuff, but um, yeah, it's just not really what I do. And you general rule is unless it's you're getting it from the direct source. Yes. If you wanted to get it from, you know, if it's a general manager saying we are signing player X or a player saying, you know, I'm signing with this team, um, you need to get it from two sources because otherwise it gets, you know, super yeah. uh, risky to, to report things without, you know, really good proper sourcing. And that's a, a big chunk of it with, with me too, um, you know, with, with that. So, you know, um, 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, the other one I wanted to touch on was somebody had asked about um, players buying equity into the team in the mm-hmm. new CBA. It's not into the team. It's into a fund um, that's like going to be kind of managed by the, the, the like it's, it's you're buying equity to the NBA as a whole. Think of it that way. That's the better way. It's not good. So you're not going to see somebody sign for a minimum because then they got, you know, 8% equity in the team or anything like that. It's not like that, but you know, major money-making opportunities for players. And that's how you avoid the whole, well, what if you trade them from that team? Then does that equity transfer and you know, how would that even work and those sorts of things. So, so that's what it is. You're buying into a fund that is related to the team as a whole. Um, With with that one and that um, last one, I'll touch on just because, Somebody said, what can you report on Zion? I don't know. I don't follow. I mean, that's TMZ level stuff. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with basketball for me. So I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, follow that with a huge, uh, uh, you know, amount of interest other than sounds like he made some bad choices and, you know, I don't think it's going to affect anything, uh, you know, as far as his ability to play, but you know, his uh, uh, life at home may not be uh, as happy as he would like from my yeah. understanding. I got asked that question on the Lakers Nation podcast today, and I just said, you know, look, they just you got to be so careful. You got to be so careful when you're in the public eye like that with all the decisions that you make because stuff can be made public very, very easily, and um, and, and it puts you in a very difficult spot. So, yeah, I mean, it's I don't want to like get into the weeds of of everything that happened there or whatever. You can follow along yeah. on Twitter, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, apparently our, you can follow along on Twitter for a very long time if you would yes. like to. I think there was quite a few tweets about it, but yeah. Uh, Mr. Easley said, happy Friday, guys. I don't know if you've talked about this or not, but what do you make of Dame stating he would love to play with the Heat? Why doesn't he just ask for a trade? So Dame clarified, like, yeah, he named some teams, but that's not him saying, hey, I want to go to this team. He's He clarified and said, my preference is to stay and win with the Blazers. That's what I want. That's what yeah. I want to do. If I were to get traded, then okay, I've got some teams I would prefer to go to, of course. But, but he wants to be a, a Portland Trailblazer. It's not like he's trying to angle his way to the Heat or whatever right now. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think. Yeah. I think he's basically saying, "Hey, here are some of the teams," and he threw a handful out there that are generally pretty good and well-run teams. But you know, for the most part, I mean, anytime he's gotten deeper into it he says he wants to stay with Portland so and then today I I got all excited because it's one of my favorite stupid things it's cryptic emoji season he he posted something with a bunch of cryptic emojis Did he? so oh yeah nice. yeah I retweeted it's I think somebody took a screenshot of Instagram and then I retweeted it with cryptic emoji season so love yeah. it yep yeah I think that's a uh you know yeah, that's always one of the fun, dumb parts of the offseason. But yeah, uh, somebody I've asked, been so tempted to just tweet out the eyeballs emoji right? <laughs> at some point. Just I love it, but uh, but it's it's kind of mean. I don't know that I've told the story on the live show, but I'll tell it here now. I might have during the trade deadline live show, but I was in the locker room. This was now, gosh, probably close to five years ago because it was pre pandemic. I uh, was in the Orlando visiting locker room. Um, I will not say who the player was or the team, uh, but the player uh, said he he was mentioned in uh, trade rumors and he uh, went to his teammates. He said, hey, watch this. And all he tweeted was the eye emojis. And then they all sat there and laughed for like five minutes at all the crazy speculation that rolled in. Like, like literally, absolutely cracked up laughing as hard as they could. So, well, that that's yeah, yeah. what uh, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald were reportedly doing, just following along on Twitter with yeah. all the rumors this past summer and laughing. Like, I think they were on the team bus or something like that, yeah. and, and yeah. laughing about it. Like, 
the players are aware of this stuff. They know it, you know. Yep. Hey, crypto.com, not gonna do business in the United States anymore. You might have a new uh new new name on your arena. Oh so can we just there. go back to Staples Center? Yeah, right. Do you can you get the big stapler back on the on the roof? Right? Like Is Staples Center it? returning? What yeah. would be what would be the ideal? Is would the best case scenario be go back to Staples Center? Or is something else a better fit? I mean, people are going to say name it after Colby, right? Or something like sure. that. The Mamba Center or something like that. It's probably just not going to happen because no, no organization is going to pass up free money for yeah. putting a name on a building. Um, yeah, I mean, I just call it Staples Center because it just is – it's what it's going to be continue to be called you know, mm -hmm. for a long time anyway. So, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yep. You know what would be cool is if a company – came in and said whoever it is right let's say it's staples comes in and says okay we're going to name it the mamba center presented by staples or something yeah. or the kobe center presented by sure. you know what i mean like that would be i think that would be a good way to build, especially if it was let's say it wasn't staples it was a new company coming in to kind of build equity with fans would be to do something like that yeah that could be yeah you're right that would be be fun you know it's funny i um and now I can't even remember what it's called, but I saw this thing that was going on here in Orlando and it was like, this is taking place at blah, blah, blah uh, stadium. And I was like, what, where the hell is that stadium? I don't even know where this is. And this is like in my, where, where I live. And it's, it's what UCF's uh, football stadium is now called, which has gone through like mm -hmm. four different names. It hasn't even been open that long. It opened like, you know, 15, 16 years ago. And it's had a whole bunch of different names. So that's uh, it's confusing. Yeah, Did you see, we may be getting the Jaguars here in Orlando for, for a couple of years. It sounds like, cause they're, they're supposedly going to do a ton of uh, renovations to their stadium up in oh. Jacksonville. That That's the cheapest ways for them to move. Um, and if they do, it sounds like they're going to play some games at a uh, camping world stadium in, in uh, Orlando citrus bowl for the old heads. In the I, room that, I know like you've kind of distanced yourself from NFL over the last few years, but would you, would you go if they were in your backyard? I'd probably go to a game at least like it, the, it, it would have to be a later season game, not going mm -hmm. in like September and sitting out. Oh there. yeah, yeah. It just pulls right. hot already. It's uh, it's it's yeah. I would not go, you know, to a game and just sit there and bake for hours in the sun. But uh, yeah, yeah, later in the season, sure, yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Uh, um, and if the uh, Patriots get DeAndre Hopkins, it's gonna pull pull me right back in. Oh god! And it sounds like he's going to meet with him this week. So oh, please uh, no. Days, so. And it's not even Patriots thing. It's you don't have anyone to throw him the ball. Yeah, sure, Mac Jones fine. Mac Jones can't throw get him the ball. You got to get give that man somebody that can really throw him the the ball. Let's get him and, receivers. He'll be fine. Oh, make it work. He's great uh, at contested catches, but still, my goodness. Let's close on basketball. When is the draft? July 22nd. We're less than two weeks away. No, June 22nd. June 22nd. Sorry. Yeah. June Even 22nd. better. Sorry. Yeah. Less than two weeks away. Even June better. 22nd. And uh, just in case you don't know, we'll be live uh, for the draft. Uh, yep. Generally, we will do the entire first round. And then this year, we'll we'll do uh, probably at least through the Celtics pick uh, at the 35th pick uh, in the, the second round. That's what we did last year because the Lakers picked super high in the second round. We'll probably do the same. And then after that, it just gets to be too much. And we've got yeah. a million things to catch up on because, you know, there, but we had a lot of fun and we'll have uh, Sean uh, join us for, if not the entire thing, probably, uh, you know, a large chunk of it to hang out and, uh, you know, get, get into it, but breaking down uh, all the draft picks. And I think it's going to be a crazy night. Cause I think you're going to see a lot of teams start, start the, uh, 
salary rebalancing process if we can there. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to see a lot of movement on draft night. I'm really excited for it. I think you've got pretty much every first round pick aside from number one is theoretically in play to, to move. Yep. So there could be a lot, a lot going on on draft night, a lot of trades, all kinds of stuff. I can't wait. I am beyond ready for it. It's going to be a blast, but, um, Oh that, man, DA Brackus, did we miss it? She said, "Yeah, I put I put it up on the screen right." He didn't ask a question on it. That's uh, why I didn't put it up there. But, um, but we do appreciate the super chat. Thank you. I don't understand what this means. Is Sean gonna steal my girl? Is Sean a girl stealer? There's a username for that comments on Lakers Nation all the time. That is that is Sean stole my girl or Sean steal your girl Davis or, or something like that. Yeah, but um, yeah. anyway, and be careful. Don't let your yeah. girl watch the draft show. Then you might be in trouble. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's call it a show. We w- even went a little into overtime here, but appreciate all of you for joining us for Front Office Friday. This was a blast as usual. We've got the draft coming up right around the corner. All kinds of rumors are going to start flying. I made this point yesterday on Lakers Nation. Said, look, what's going to happen is as soon as the finals end, the dam's going to burst, and we're going to get tons and tons of rumors because that NBA doesn't like all that stuff getting out Correct. during the finals we're going to start getting so much stuff is going to come out whenever the finals end. So things are going to pick uh, up. Trevor, D.A. Brackus asked about, he said his question was about oh. the offset on CP3's next contract. So yes, his contract does have, it, it's weird, the NBA calls it set off instead of offset, but that's what it is. The big weird. thing with that is you basically at half, of whatever he signs for comes off of your books. So, so if he signs for 10 million, you're going to get 5 million, but it comes off your books after the season. So if he's 15.8 money, money in dead money on a team's book signs for 10 million somewhere, the Suns will get $5 million off, off that number, but it comes off after next season. So they would not see any kind of cap relief for this mm. coming year. Yep. And so that's something to factor in. Too. Again, I answered your question about the CBA and the equity. Guess you yeah. stepped away. Yep. Missed All right. Can you entice Kyrie to buy into it? It doesn't work that way. Yeah. No. All Kyrie right. Cover, cover the new CBA. Kind of important. I mean, I think we've, we've been doing it for weeks. For weeks now. So we've yeah. been talking we'll, about it. And boy, we will continue to do that. So we will. Yeah. We will indeed. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks, Let's everyone. go enjoy the weekend. I will be live over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel at two o'clock Pacific time. We'll have our fun Friday episode of that show. So be on the lookout for that. You guys can come join and we'll talk some Lakers basketball there, but otherwise have a fantastic weekend. Thank you guys for joining us here for front office Friday till next time. See you and stay safe.